Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm, and this is episode 93. Hope you guys are having a fantastic end to the year here. I went back to Indiana last week to my hometown of Zionsville, and I met up with one of my oldest friends for an exclusive interview. He goes by the name of Alex Young. Make sure you follow this guy on Instagram, at Alex Young Saxophone. He has always been one of the most talented musicians I've ever met. He played two saxophones at once in a high school competition we did together and you guys are going to hear that first and foremost actually did the interview at our high school Zionsville High School for anybody out there from our hometown you know exactly how talented Alex is he has really really had an incredible journey he's lived all over and now he's based in Los Angeles and he's doing big things I always love getting different perspectives from people in the music industry whether it be a DJ a producer a live instrumentalist a piano player a graphic designer if you're in the music industry I'm interested in hearing about how you got into where you are and your plans for the future. Alex is no exception. He is extremely talented and he has an awesome resume. I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. Alex, thanks so much for taking some time on your break, man. It was great to see you and I can't wait to link up with you again soon. I haven't laughed like that with an old friend in too long. Anyway, guys, let's get it on right now. Episode 93 with Alex Young. Dude, it's so great to be here with you. Like, an old friend of mine. We're, we're right next to where Mr. Zionsville went down. Yeah, which we were in together. That was so much fun. That was. Did you win Mr. Spirit? Yeah, of course. I feel like you did. Yeah. I was. I was Mr. Talent. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, you played two fucking saxophones. I did. That's pretty dope. I feel like you're living life on the edge, DJ. Yeah, man. Chicago's been fucking crazy. It's been awesome, but constantly moving in a new direction. Dude, that's what I've been thinking about lately. Yeah. Direction. Dude, like. You gotta focus, right? Yes. So like it's it's really easy to be good or okay at a lot and it's yeah. hard to be an expert at one or two things. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like I said before we got on air, focus on making the podcast as good as I possibly can. Yeah. Without trying to be a great DJ, a great producer at the same time. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it as like uh I've spent so much time like just getting better in general at playing saxophone. Mm-hmm. And like just thinking like I just need to keep getting better and it's all gonna happen yeah but I've been kind of thinking I need to like set some goals even if they're yeah. just arbitrary goals or they they don't even happen at least I'm like moving towards something yeah tangible goals right yeah like I set a crazy goal like I want to be on a late night show like that's my goal like and I I just did that Jimmy Kimmel thing congratulations thanks uh, but I want to like be like you know like in the Tonight Show band is like a dream that's okay. be, like a dream gig of mine right 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 um and so I'm like, even if I never get that, it'll still like help me make decisions. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Will that help me get more towards whatever I'm trying to get to? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, you need some goals to at least give you some direction. When did that goal come to mind? Because I mean, you started playing saxophone a long time ago, right? Was yeah, it elementary been, school? Yeah, like sixth grade. So I've been playing sixth grade, grade, middle school. Is that when we like we did years. like the in- instrument selections? Yeah. You know, I wanted to play the saxophone, and I showed up late because we were late because of my mom. Thanks, yeah. mom. <laughs> and I got the French horn, and I think maybe my life would be a little different. I remember you did play that. Yeah, you were, I you, sucked. You really fucked around. <laughs> That's what I remember. That's all I remember. It was me and Dom, okay? Yeah, and Tommy B, I think, too. Dude, you know, it's, what's up with Connor LaRue? He was incredible at French. Dude, incredible. He was great, and I, I don't even know if he plays anymore. Yeah, it's too bad. You know, that's stay in the game. You, you know, he could have been great. He would, he would have just stayed in the game. French? Are there freelance French run players in LA? Uh, oh, dude, there's everything. Yeah, there's so much work in LA. Yeah, there's so many opportunities. You know? So many opportunities. No, really, like, I play so many weird gigs. Yeah, like, come play this jingle on a podcast. Or... How do you like, like, because okay, a big question I have for you is like. In a digital age, right, where yeah. streams on Spotify or how you can dictate someone's success, yes. you don't have that. How do you get your name out there to get business Dude, opportunities? As funny, it, 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 as important as Instagram is, yeah. you have to have an Instagram yeah. thing. It's also word of mouth in yeah. business. Mm-hmm. Like, 
everything I do is all people hearing about me yeah. through somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or just random shit. Like, so I play for this comedian, Todd Glass. Right. And he's, he's like, he's pretty famous. He's yeah. Got, he's got a couple Netflix specials and, you know, he's touring and stuff. Yeah. And I met him in a sauna in LA Fitness, like at the gym. I was just in the sauna <laughs> and him and another stand-up comic were talking and I was just like, just started talking to them. Yeah. And then he found out I played saxophone and was like, you should come do my podcast. And I didn't know who he was. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> We're in a sauna. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. This is this at your weird. home? Yeah. Yeah. And I did it. And this dude, Andy Frasco, was playing, who was a musician. Mm-hmm. And he's called me for a bunch of work since then. And I did that podcast and it went well. And now, you know, I did, I've done weeks at the improv in like the big comedy club in LA with yeah. Todd. I did the Jimmy Kimmel show a couple months ago because I met him in a sauna. It's like life's crazy. No, it's so bizarre. You know, it's it's super weird. And yeah, God, it's all word of mouth. It's all like you know, you just playing and somebody's there. I I I'm right there with you, and I do think it's it's almost a double edged sword because because social media is so oversaturated, yeah. And people don't trust Facebook anymore, and Facebook owns Instagram, and blah blah blah, and yeah. what you see on the internet isn't real, right? Remember when the internet boom? People trust anything that was on Wikipedia. Oh yeah. Remember when people told me Wikipedia was editable and not all of it's true? I was like, what? Yeah. My life is based on Wikipedia. Yeah. Like the teachers were right when they told you. Teachers were right, it. and I was like, you're not. Right. I was like, this is yeah, well written. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I also didn't care. Like, I didn't care. I, didn't that was, I didn't want to double check, and yeah. Wikipedia had it all. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Actually, real quick side note. You remember those Wikipedia races that we would do in oh, the yeah. library? Six Clicks to Jesus. I played that all. Dude. The best. That was so much fun. Was great, Talk it, about not caring. Oh, no, yeah. You don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, my gosh. Hey, well, I'm a salesman musician, and you're a salesman musician, too. Yeah. We, that probably made us. Yeah. Six Clicks to Jesus. Dude, not giving a fuck about things that aren't important to you. Is yeah. Important. We knew early on what mattered. <laughs> that's exactly what it is right we're making it seem like we really knew what we were doing we're fucking <laughs> like, I know I'm I fucking know. around because I know I'm not gonna do this I yeah that. yeah but my, my point is that even like especially in the music industry you can buy followers you can buy plays and like totally. that doesn't mean everything and what you do trust now more than ever because we don't trust social media as much is word of mouth oh totally I mean it's like this that guy put everything. his word out there for me you know like I trust this guy so you know, I'm going to believe this. It's all, it's like with that, with everything, you know, restaurants, like, yeah. only, like everything has a four and a half star rating. Right. There's always one jackass like, about a bad day. Like a shitty, you know, like pho restaurant mm-hmm. might seem amazing because it looks good on Yelp. Yep. But it's, ter- it's terrible. So yeah. So you just can only trust word of mouth now. Yeah. And, and creative, creative field, whatever it might be. And that includes culinary. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And that can be where people fall off the horse yeah. because they're affected so much by that. Well, and it's like if everybody has, you know. Everybody in LA I know has sixty thousand followers. Like, it's, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you can have one song that has a hundred thousand plays on Spotify. Yeah, or like ten thousand plays, but your but your Instagram has seventy thousand followers. Right, it's like it's not proof of anything. No, it's know? not. And like, you would rather have. There's this Chicago DJ that I really like, and he he is huge, but he always says, "I would rather have five of my biggest fans at a show front row going so hard, and that's it." than 5,000 people who don't really care and they maybe follow me or something like that. Totally. Well, it's like they talk about with, um, like I've heard, you know, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. He, he talks about getting 1,000 true fans. Yes. So it's like, if you can get 1,000 people that will no matter what buy every single thing you put out, mm-hmm. then that's a lot better than having 100,000 Instagram followers that like. Absolutely. You know? Or and like, guess what? Those people go out of their way to talk about you. And you can make, yeah, exactly. It's like you have a thousand true fans, they're going to tell their friends. Yes. And, you know, a thousand people, if you put out two albums a year and they pay 20 bucks for each album, mm-hmm. that's 40,000 a year. Yeah. That's a living. You yeah. Know? In absolutely. addition to like the live shows you do. Like, yeah. It's all, it's all about that. It's like, of course, creating real things, relationships. You know? that, I think that's going to be the biggest difference in the next decade is, yes, it's important, like you said, to have an Instagram to have this and that for verification purposes that I'm putting myself out there. And of course, yeah, I mean, the first thing is to our advantage. I meet somebody, say I meet somebody at a jam session and they didn't hear me play or something. Yeah. We'll follow each other on Instagram and I'll check to see if he's legit or not. Yes. Like, I I have to have stuff on there of me killing. Right, 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 right. For them to think I'm legit enough to hire. Yeah. 
but it's firstly the human connection. Yes. Which is, it's still like that. Yeah. And I wouldn't call, I would never call somebody for a gig if I didn't know them in real life. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. never be like, hey, can you come play my thing? I only know you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Because anybody can look amazing on Instagram. Anybody can. Yeah. That's the thing. It's the real thing. And some of the biggest people see on social media are the people that make fun of themselves, right? Like, I think TikTok's really blowing up because yeah. people are putting their real selves forward. Yes. Like, here are the most popular people on Instagram. The models with big boobs and, and the guys asses. with six packs, eight yes. packs, ten packs. I don't know how the fuck these guys do it, but yeah. for all we know, it's fake. Yeah. Or the comedians who do hilarious videos oh, yeah, of them falling or saying something stupid or yes. embarrassing themselves. Oh, it's the It's best. like, we either want something so materialistic that's intangible, that's something that we think we can never achieve, but we feel this connection with that person. Or we're like, man, I've done that before. You know, like I fell over and it was funny and you yeah. relate to that. Exactly. And it's like, if you want, I think it's if, if you want to, because it, it is a realistic thing. You have to have an Instagram thing. Yeah. You know, I think it's important to, to keep that. You mm -hmm. know, don't just post whatever videos of you playing or you yeah. DJing or whatever. Like, yeah. Having like a theme or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like this podcast, you know, consistency. Yeah, yeah. Or anything is consistency. Is yeah, absolutely. With anything in life, you have to you have to be consistent. But so sixth grade, we got a little off topic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been playing. So I started on the baritone horn actually. So Shit. that like really, it's like yeah. the worst version of the French horn. It's like <laughs> truly. Okay, awful. okay, okay, okay. That's good. So I started on that for a year, hated it. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, I gotta switch. I want to switch to saxophone. Mm -hmm. And she was like, he's going to do this every fucking year. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm going to be buying a new instrument every year. Yeah. And I stuck with it. And I, I didn't even, I wasn't really serious about it until mid-high school, probably. Mm -hmm. um, Were your I, parents musical? Like, what? No. None. No music in my family. Wow. Um, like, my grandpa, like, can play a few chords on guitar. And, yeah. And I've got some, like, distant relatives that recorded some, like, country, like, 45s in the 50s. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Yeah. Um, it's all you. First year kind almost. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I like, I always loved it. And there's always like a part of me that knew I was going to be a musician for some reason. Yeah. But I never really got serious about it until like late high school. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started practicing, you know, like three hours a day, four yeah. hours a day. Yeah. And, you know, Josh Weirich, our middle school band director. Of course. He was, it helped a lot because he was, he was Grammy nominated when he was 19. Was you know? he? Yeah. I mean, like, it was like a classical, like, it wasn't like a but still huge deal, but it was like, he played with the OJs and like, you know. Yeah. So he, I got get or you know I started studying with him and having that as an early influence was huge. You know, having somebody that had actually done it and played music professionally mm -hmm. and could help me get into college. Did you seek huge. him out for help, or he kind of come to you, or yeah, both ways? Yeah, he was like finally decided to start teaching some private lessons. Okay. And so, and he wasn't teaching in middle school. You know, he wouldn't right. teach a student he had. So. I remember him getting upset at the French horns one day because he probably was like, God, I'm like a Grammy-nominated person. Yeah, he's these like, sixth graders here, but they aren't even playing. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, he, yeah, so. He's I, very talented, yeah. Yeah, it was great. So I, you know, he helped me a lot to get into college. In James I, School. Yeah, which was huge, you know. Huge. I mean, it was amazing because I had free tuition there. My, my parents signed me up for some thing when I was a kid. I don't even know, but it was like as long as I kept a certain grade point average and didn't get arrested, I got free tuition. So <laughs> damn, yeah. that's awesome. And it was in state, so it was like the best music school in the country. Is yeah, in my state, in mm -hmm. Indiana, which just seems so weird. Is James School number one? Yeah, yeah, it's, that's incredible. I mean, every I year it's, top it's either Eastman uh, in yeah, Rochester right. or Zion's or in, uh, IU. I brought all start Zion. Yeah, yeah baby. that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so it was like unbelievable that I got to go to the, you know, the best music school in the country. What was your major? Jazz, saxophone, performance. Wow. That money. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. incredible though. Yeah, man. It was great, you know. Uh -huh. um, and it's weird. It's like, uh, music school is weird because in a way it's kind of like a trade school. Yeah. You know, it's not like, I wasn't taking a lot of classes where I'm reading any books. It's more like, this is, you need to know this shit to work. Right. You know. Right. And you know, I they helped me get the skills I needed, but uh, they don't. They didn't really teach me a lot of the business stuff or like how to get gigs. Or, I've heard that. Yeah, which it was okay because I had started playing when I was, you know, in in high school. I was playing gigs. Yeah. Like I I started my own jazz quartet, like little jazz quartet. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> but you were. And would like play at restaurants in Zionsville, and that's awesome. You know, we'd make like 
thirty bucks each for four hours. <laughs> yeah. You know, or like we'd make twenty bucks each, and then my parents would come and give us like a hundred dollar tip. You know, like that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had to play music for four hours, uh-huh. and we sounded like ass, but it made you better. You know. Yeah. And I at least I understood kind of the general, like how to get a gig. Right. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm. Fine. No, okay. you're good. No, no, no. Um, like how to how to negotiate pay and. Or even how to find gigs, you know. Like There's I, a whole other side to it, right? Oh, it's, it's everything. It's almost more business than music. It is. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, I mean, if you're going to make it a profession and make money at it, yeah. it's like, it's really important, you know, and going, I think it was taking the time as like a freshman in high school, walking yeah. around the places and being like, can I play? And they're like, well, we don't, hey, we haven't heard you. So then we yeah. have to make recordings. So then I got that knowledge, you know. It's wow. Like, yeah. So it's that part was kind of I figured out myself which is helpful yeah because it seems like a lot of people are kind of at a disadvantage coming out of music school because they're mm-hmm. like I, they're good but it's like well, how do I what ha- what's next yeah and I mean I went through that too you finish college and you're like how the fuck do I make a living yeah yeah, yeah. and and I've been thinking about this a lot lately actually. yeah I'm kind of working on a like I'm writing articles that I would have written to myself as a first year out of college like what do you you know so yeah i'm like like i just wrote one about there's nothing wrong with getting a part-time job or you know a, or a job yeah you yeah know? so it's like i think there's like this stigma that with musicians where it's like uncool if you're working a part-time a starving job. artist right yeah it's like it's cooler to be like broke and acting like you're not broke than it is to be <laughs> comfortable and i feel like there's and th- th- there's that whole starving artist mentality that's yeah like you have to you have to go through this bullshit and like you make better music that way and i don't think anybody makes better music when they're having panic attacks about paying their rent yeah and you know str- I mean? yeah struggling exactly it's like it doesn't make any sense do you see that changing a lot with our generation especially if you've seen it over the past four I mean, years our generation can't fucking do that like it, no. things are too expensive and there's not enough money like and if you're trying to be a musician you got to be in a city where there's music right so you can't yeah. live in topeka kansas and you know exactly be a starving artist yeah you can like if you're living in you la can, but... you have to make enough to pay your rent yeah, yeah. Rent is a thousand dollars like <laughs> what do you want me to do yeah, you know? yeah yeah so it's like i'm kind of thinking about stuff like that like what to so that's that's kind of the subject of the first one it's just like yeah some guidelines for what to do mm-hmm. like what to work like I, I did a coffee shop gig when I got to LA and mm-hmm. it's like I guess we'll get into how I got to LA yeah but, um, you know just different guidelines for how like not you don't want it to be super draining mentally yep. or physically yep it needs to work with your hours like yep. if you're constantly at work and not working on your shit then what's the point yep you know what I mean yep cause you, you've kind of found that balance it seems like I did I did find the balance for sure like you're doing the all this shit yeah, you're like hustling. logistics by day, DJ by night. Yeah, podcaster by twenty four seven. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, like my 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 coworkers is funny. They all come to my shows, which is hilarious. But yeah, you know, this is Sherm in the booth, and they'll say Sherm out of the booth. Yeah, it work for me, and I think it's a really interesting way to think about it because I knew early on, and my parents, who've been very supportive of me, yeah, were very realistic. Yeah, and said, listen, you need to have a job this is great that you want to do that, but be realistic that not everything can happen right away. Yeah. No, it takes time, man. I mean, every, you know, there's so many musicians and you hear their stories and they're like, yeah, I fucking flipped burgers for 10 years before. Dude, almost every fucking one. Yeah. Like, you know, Leon Bridges? Yeah, of course. Love him. Like, dude, he was working in like, at a, like a diner and then (laughs) got discovered because he was singing one day or something. It's like so many people fucking making sandwiches. Yeah, dude. Whatever. You got to do it. And it's, it's, I think there's like this, you got to remove the stigma. Yeah. And it's like, like I get, you don't want to tell, like if you're with like hardcore professional musicians that are yeah. like in LA, there's a lot of people that are destroying, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to like be like, yeah, I just got off my coffee shop gig. Cause there is something <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll see you as, Less. oh, he, he's not playing full time. So he must not be very good. Oh, you know, okay. It's That's like, interesting. It's a weird balance because it's like, I right. don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I'm not going to necessarily tell anybody that I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is, it's a weird thing. It's like you're secretly working. You're, you're definitely hiding a part of your life. Yeah. It's all weird, man. It is. You know? The whole music industry is weird. 
it's super weird. It's all, I mean, there's so much uh, outside of music that is, you know, like has to do with how you get gigs or if you get gigs. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, especially in LA, it's like, oh, your hair's too long. You know, yeah, like, gosh. You're not wearing the right shoes. Yeah, I mean, you got a mustache, so that probably gets you gigs. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I've been, I've been letting it go. It looks I need good. to get that. I usually have this shave too, so it's really popping out. You know? Oh, I know. I, I love know. it. Thanks, dude. I think it's a starving artist look. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to save some food in my mustache. Oh my later. gosh. So you graduated Jacob School. I did. You said you went back to Indiana for a little bit. I did, which is weird. Yeah. I, I think the first year. I don't know how you felt about. I would, I would like to know, but yeah. The first year after I got out of college was the weirdest fucking year of my life. It's weird. I felt like I was, like, going to go back to college the next yeah. day sometimes. I was like, when am I going back? Yeah, I felt like it was, like, a lot of just, like, existential dread. Like, yeah, like, I like that. I just freaked out. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, who do I want to be? Like, I'm out here, you know, there's no structure anymore. Mm -hmm. How am I going to figure out how to build my days and anything, everything like that? Right. And I feel like I spent a lot of time reading a ton of books like how do how do you do this yeah you know if you're gonna go full-time with music right like uh i there's this book daily rituals that i recommend to everybody okay and it's just hundreds of artists poets authors their daily routine it has nothing to do with what they made it's mm -hmm. all just like you know i get up i eat breakfast write for two hours yeah. go on a two-hour walk write for three more hours yeah and i I spent a lot of time trying to think about how I want to build it. Yeah. I've seen so so many dudes. This is another thing I'm writing about. It's like I love this. So many musicians are bummed out and depressed. Yeah. And they're they shouldn't be, in theory, because mm -hmm. they're playing what they love to yeah, do all yeah, the yeah. time. Yeah. Why are they bummed out? Right. And I think it's because of the way you live your life. You know, it's like if you're all, if you're not waking up till four in the afternoon every day and you're staying out till four in the morning. Yeah. And you're eating like shit because you're eating Philly cheesesteaks at 2 in the morning. <laughs> like, obviously, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. Because you know? you're not, you have nothing to do with the real world. So it's yeah. hard to make That's real so connections. true. You're a product of your environment. And, in, you know, it's like norm, like drinking and drugs are like normalized in musicians' life. And not that there's anything wrong with drinking. But well, it's just been the, the, what's even the word for it? It's basically the core of what we all thought it was you know the rock stars that have yeah. come and made it like exactly it's like everyone's been led to believe that that's what you're supposed to do yeah and if you want to be a you know a dj or a musician or whatever it's for the culture. long haul yeah you can't you can't i mean it's fine to have a drink you know a night but yeah i've seen dudes t drink five shots of whiskey between sets and they don't even look affected you know they yeah, look they're playing completely just as well as they were <laughs> yeah. it's like you there's a problem yeah you know? yeah so i'm i'm i spend a lot of time thinking about like how am i gonna make this work like, mm -hmm. for me you know how am i gonna build my days how am i gonna balance everything right and i think you have to put that thought into it you do it's like we said before right like it feels like oh we're, I'm, I'm 27 are you 27 or yeah. same yeah, yeah. 27 sometimes that feels really fucking old right yeah God, where's my life gone dude we're a quarter of a way or a third of a way we're through nowhere a quarter whatever so yeah. the same thing but you know i look at like some of the guys that were like i see the same thing too man in the nightlife culture like yeah. guys drinking and you know that like industry night is monday night and i'm like i'm going to bed at 9 30 yeah know? like you guys are going out at 9 30 it's crazy dude yeah and it's like you can't it's not sustainable it's not sustainable. That's the and, thing. Dude, listen, I want to be doing this because I love it when I'm 55 years old. Yes. Right? So if I get washed up in the black hole of the music industry. Yeah. It's like, I think it's like you kind of have to, I think it was like there's so many holes to fall into and you yeah. have to dance through them. You yeah. know, it's like, and, and maybe I could like loosen up a little bit. Like, I think, <laughs> you know, I'm like pretty like on it. It's okay. Everything. You care. Yeah. But it's like. I also enjoy it. Like, I love, like, thinking about, like, that's, what's the best way to do this? Dude, you that's know? your high. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love, I'm obsessed with, like, artists' routines. Yeah. Just, like, how did they do it? Yeah. You know, because it's, it's interesting. I, I really like to do that, too. I, um, I always look at DJs, even when I'm producing or DJing as well, like, okay, what are they doing, and how can I create their style into my own? Yeah. Have you totally. heard of Nothing is Original, the book before? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's something that people don't even realize, but it's true. 
no one thinks of something without thinking of something else and being inspired off of it. Oh, yeah, nothing, everything's been done before. Right, you know? so how do I look at your saxophone melody and look at some house DJ I like and think, okay, I can get fucking middies from Alex's saxophone combined with this kick that I like and let's get it all together. And, yeah. and that's mine, but I'm taking yours and theirs to make it my own. Yeah, and it's all, it's all um, I think imitation is an overlooked thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... Uh, like when we learned how to talk, we just listened to our parents talk, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you start being like, blah, 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 <laughs> until you can finally get yeah. something. Yeah. You know, it's all, that's how humans learn. It's all mirror neurons and like, we're, I'm watching you do something. Like the people in Philly with the, the water bottles? Yeah. Yeah, like? yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's like, you know, you learn any, we, humans are built to learn any skill by imitation. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you spend, I spend a ton of time learning or you know, and, and especially in the past, I did a lot more like trying to sound like somebody, like yeah. learning their solo note for note, yep, and trying to sound exactly like them, yeah. Because then you get a little farther towards developing your own thing, yeah. So like, I I would think it would be the same with DJ, like yeah, absolutely. How the fuck are they doing that? And yeah. they try to recreate it, and maybe you don't even, but you find something else that might be you, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, especially with being a DJ, right? Like, yeah, you play your own music, but you play everybody's music. And I think yeah. imitation is the purest form of flattery and I really I really appreciate that when I do DJ. Yeah. Because there's DJ I love, his name's Laidback Luke. He's one of these guys that has been in the game for a long time, right? Yeah. He started DJing when he was 17 years old. I think he's mid-40s right now. Yeah. And he still fucking crushes every single set. And one of his rules is never play the same set. Wow. So I always try and think that, you know, take his model, right? Yeah. I think, okay, I remember one time I saw a DJ, and I love going to shows because I enjoy it, but I also kind of like, not critique, but like analyze and understand. I get it. I totally get I it. I can't not do it at this point. I know. I spent a lot of time in my life stressing about that. In like, the beginning, I was like, that could have been a better transition, you know? I'm yeah. Like, Shut the fuck up, Matt, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. I, it, and I think it's just a product of it. Like, it is. I mean, I can't not hear... Like, if, I, if I'm live, I can't not hear that somebody's flat or sharp. Or yeah, like, yeah. Even, like, the chords. Like, I, yeah. I, I, it's like an involuntary thing. I'm like, minor it is. seven, minor seven. Like, it is. That, three, six, two, five, one. Like, I can tell what chords they're playing. And it's yeah. Like, I can't help well, Learning from other people's mistakes and successes, too. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, a live band or a DJ set. I, 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 I'm I mean, it can save you a lot of time. It can know? save me a lot of time, too, for sure. And I can think to myself, or I can think back to a time where I've had success with something. Like, entrepreneurship, I've really just grinded it down to its fucking core. And it's being able to learn from your mistakes and never give up on your goals. And what can you learn from your mistakes to get to your goals? Because you are responsible for your successes and failures. Nobody else. Yes, totally. Well, and it's, it's what's weird nowadays is everything, it, like, yeah. I feel like uh, development of just the human race is like mm -hmm. accelerating like crazy. Because oh my gosh. We went from maybe it was like me and you, you know, like say we were both trying to become DJs in Zionsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had just each other. Yeah. We, like in records, you know. Yeah. You, you didn't have like a master class with Steve Aoki online. No, seriously. Or like, you know, or you, you couldn't go learn film scoring. YouTube online. wasn't what it was these days. I mean, it's, it's, you have access to the world's learning now. Yeah. So shit is like, that's why you see the like we were talking about. You see these like sixteen year old DJs, like, yeah, killing it <laughs> yeah. because you can start when you're eleven watching YouTube videos. Yeah, and you can be slamming by the time you're sixteen. Yeah, you, know? you got nothing else to do. Yeah, so it's like you exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah if you, you got know, time like, in your hands. Like, you have soccer practice. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> but you know, you take. I, I think it's like uh, having access to those learning things is so valuable, and learning from other people's mistakes. Yeah, and if you can hear instead of hearing it from some dude that DJs on weekends in Zionsville. Yeah. Yep. You're hearing it from the greatest to ever do it. Yes. You know, like Steph Curry has a fucking masterclass about yeah. shooting. I love a the masterclass. I watched that. I did. I got it for my mom for Christmas. Dude, I watched the Judd Apatow, like, how to write a screenplay. Why not? You Why know? not? Exactly. I'm going to fucking, I think, uh, so there's one that's, a, that's an FBI hostage negotiator. How to negotiate. I'm gonna fucking watch that. That's shit. insane. Yeah, yeah, dude, I wanna learn well, from this guy. Well, it's all about like I I don't get the whole thing like I, I think cross pollination you know is so good like learning mm -hmm. other skills like I think it's so Never valuable. How to apply, yeah. Well, I I feel like from because I learned how to play saxophone in college and like you know I got like a a degree mm -hmm. in how to learn how to play saxophone and yeah. I 
and I learned how to practice. Yeah. Like, that was the main thing I learned. It wasn't really, like, the saxophone stuff. It was learning how I learn and yeah. how to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people know how to do that. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of people think, like, they start anything. Like, I'm going to learn how to bowl. And they suck at it, obviously. You know, <laughs> at the beginning, they're shitty. Yeah. And everybody's shitty. Yeah. And I think you have to, like, there's this stigma, like, oh, I'm just not good at it. I yeah. guess I'm, I guess I suck at that thing. Yeah. And there, and you have to be comfortable with sucking to get better. Yeah. So it's like you learn how to learn. And once you, like, now I feel like I can pick any skill and I get how to get better at it. I yeah. might not be great, you know. You've got a template. Exactly. It's like, yeah, maybe I'm not naturally built to be, like, a great bowler or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But I understand that, like, you have to have a form, you know, yeah. to how you bowl. And you have to, like, try to be consistent and, yeah. like, find ways to get better. Yeah. And now, since I've learned that from one skill, I feel like I can translate it to others. I love that. Learning how to learn. Dude, it's the most important thing. If you know how to learn, you can do anything. That's, like... You don't have to be great at anything. You just have to know how to learn. That really resonates with me. I like that. Yeah, I haven't heard it said so simply. Yeah, dude. It's. It, I mean, that's what's important. That's what you're trying to learn. You know, learn how to learn. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're trying to learn. Learning how to learn. Exactly. Gosh. So you moved to Indiana. You got to Philly. You did some gigs there. What was the path like from Philly to LA, and why'd you make that decision? Okay, so I I can't I, you know, lived in Indy. Yeah. It was weird. I was living with my parents. Did your time. I did my time. I was, like, <laughs> I was playing gigs. You know, it was good. I, I played a lot of gigs, which is good. Yeah. Because it, all experience is good, even if it's not fun. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, wedding gigs are not my favorite thing to do, but I try to take the attitude, I'm going to learn something from it. Yeah. Or I can at least try to play well myself, you know? Yeah. But uh, my girlfriend and I at the time, well, we're, she's still my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, she applied for a job at Urban. Uh like Urban Outfitters, yeah. their headquarters is in Philly. Okay. And she applied also to some places in Atlanta. And it was kind of going to be like, whatever she gets, that's where we're going. Sure. Because that's kind of the two cities we thought we might try out. Yeah, and you didn't really care. You were yeah, it's to get like out. Philly, some people had told me Philly was cool, and I knew Atlanta was cool because they're starting to do a lot of TV and shit there. Atlanta is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, can I have a drink of that water? By yeah, bro. Um, so we... As much uh, as you want. How do you, how do you drink? Oh, Suck it. I call it the Glug Glug. All this talking, I'm getting a dry throat. It's okay, I'll leave it here, for us. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, brought to you by. Yeah, <laughs> Glug Glug. My Glug Glug. No brand names. <laughs> um, so, she got a gig there, uh, working at the headquarters for Urban Outfitters, mm -hmm. and I just went there to play. So, I had never done that before. Uh, you know, I knew, I've, I'd always known people in India and I lived there, so yeah. I was able to find gigs. But in Philly, I didn't know nobody. You know, I knew a couple people that, or like I knew friends of friends. Yeah. So it was, it was a good challenge to get there and figure out how the fuck to make money. Yeah. You know, so. True hustle. Yeah, really. I mean, it's, you kind of have to come in with a plan. And I, that's kind of another thing I'm like, another thing I'm talking Planning about with plans. those. Those articles, like, how do you move to a new city and find gigs? Yeah. Or like, you know, what's the lowest rung to jump up to? Um, so like I got to Philly and I just started emailing, cold emailing like nice. wedding band companies, yeah. you know, like, hey, I've just moved. Here's some videos of my playing. Like if you need a sub, I'd love to do it. Awesome. And luckily I got hooked up with a couple. So cool. I had, you know, event, like corporate event, wedding yeah. stuff yeah. every weekend. Okay. And you know, in in Philly, those pay like two fifty, three hundred a pop. Okay. So it's I can play two of those a weekend and do pretty well. Yeah, you know, yeah. pay my rent and have a little leftover. Right. Um, it was like that. You know, looking up music, uh, like music shops, and just mm -hmm. hitting like, hey, I teach flute, clarinet, saxophone. Can I come? You know, if you ever need subs, it's always like if you need subs or if you're being you, respectful. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying, trying to take, to take his place. Exactly. I'm not trying to come in and take gigs. You know? Yeah, Because yeah. that will not help in the long run. You no. might get gigs faster, but in the long run, people are going to know you fucked them over. You yeah, know? yeah. I like you don't that. ever want to burn a bridge. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to jam sessions or, or going to people's gigs and not even bringing my saxophone, just going and hanging out and just like, it's the same hey, man, I just moved to town. It's like, the same thing. Oh, yeah, you never, like, I would think that would be even worse. Like, Ooh. yo, can I get up and, like, 
do a song, you know. Hey, I'm a DJ. Oh, God. Are you? Oh, dude, <laughs> I get so many of those, like, you talk to people in L.A. and like, oh, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm a producer. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean? What do you like, mean? <laughs> so you, like, you produce music? Like, yeah. for albums and stuff? He's like, oh, yeah, no, I just, like, I make beats and logic. And I'm like, Sweet. that's not, like, I don't get, I, I even don't get what music production is. Like, uh -huh. I don't understand, like, when do you call yourself a producer? Yeah. It's like, That's if you're fair. just making Beast and Logic, that doesn't seem like you're a producer to me. By definition, yes, but by societal standards, I would <laughs> say, like, I'd say maybe let's let's get some fucking stuff out there. Or, or they just that. say they're a producer, and I'm like, what do you produce? It's like, things. Whatever. Yeah, I, I make things. I'm, I'm a, a maker. I'm, like, I'm a what? maker? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? L.A. sounds funny. It's goofy. I mean, it's it's great. There's so much shit there, but it's yeah. goofy. Oh, we'll get to it. Everybody's uh, got ten jobs there, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, everybody. They're <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I produce records, and I I'm do an photography. I'm an actor, improv. I'm an actor. Also, wait tables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, which one makes you the money? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Philly was great. Um, it was a good learning experience, because I, I had never gotten in. I'd never been thrown into the deep end yeah, without any absolutely. You know, life preserver. No one there to help you. Yeah, and so, I mean, it was a tough year, you know. It's yeah. like, I didn't want to be playing only wedding gigs, yeah. you know. It's like, they're fu they're fine, but yeah. they're money makers. They're not, I don't do it because, I wouldn't play them if I didn't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I got some cool, I, I got some cool gigs, but it seemed like there was a ceiling to what you could do. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of, just, we kind of both decided, my girlfriend and I, Philly's not the place. Yeah. Let's move to L.A. Okay. Um, Fuck it. So that was like a mad dash, because I, I had broken my ankle in Philly. Yeah. So the last three months I lived there, I couldn't walk. Oh, my God. You're ready to go. Yeah. So my girlfriend was driving me to my wedding gigs <laughs> and helping me on crutches to my seat where I was going to play. Oh, my God. I was dark, dude. I yeah. Mean, like, you know, I, I was in a fucking cast, like, trying to, like, dance yeah. during wedding gigs. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, that I mean, and luckily they let me play because I wouldn't have had any money otherwise. You yeah. Know? Um, so that was like a mad dash. Like I drove li I drove a bunch of Lyft, and did a bunch of wedding gigs to try and make enough money to have money to, like, do a security deposit and a down payment. Or, yeah. You know, first and last month's rent. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like it all worked out. It was fine. We got to L. A. Um, and. I don't know where am I going with this with LA. Um, <laughs> I, what are you doing there? Well, I I did the same thing, you know, it, and it's kind of like a higher stakes game. Um, no, Cheers, um, glug glug. Yeah, I got to LA, and it was another. It's a higher stakes game of jumping in the deep end again, you know. Um, and there, I was freaked out about money because it's fucking expensive. Yeah, it's a know? lot different. So I was like, I got, I probably need to get a part time job. Okay. Um, so I got a job at a Korean coffee shop. Damn. I was the first white person to ever work there. Ever? Yeah. Oh, they let yeah. you know that. Oh, they yeah. were pretty weirdly, like, <laughs> pretty, pretty weird towards me. Yeah. Like, after my first, uh, my first, not set, I'm just too used to music. Yeah. What's it called? Your first shift. Um, yeah. <laughs> my first shift at the coffee shop, the manager took me outside and he goes, yo, you're the first white person we've hired, so if you fuck this up, we'll never hire a white person again. Damn. <laughs> I was like... What the fuck? It's a coffee shop. Like, what is... How am I going to fuck this up? Yeah. It's, it's a coffee shop. <laughs> so, I mean, I... You know, the first year was just hustling. Like, I was working... I was opening the coffee shop at 7 a.m. to 2.30, going straight home and practicing, mm -hmm. and then going to jam session until 2 in the morning. Or, yeah. Or, you know, a wedding gig on the weekends or whatever. It right. Was, it was just... Off, it was a grind. Yeah. For sure. Um... Another thing that helped me, uh, Bob Reynolds, he's this, uh, he's a saxophone player. He plays for John Mayer. Okay. And, you know, Snarky Puppy, have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he plays in Snarky Puppy, and he's got an online teaching thing of 400 students. You know, a ton of students. Man. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of my idol as a saxophone player. Okay. He's kind of who I want to be. Okay. He's, you know, he's, he tours with all these huge artists. He's, like, on The Voice, all these shows all the time. He's got this online teaching thing of tons of people. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, they're they're paying a subscription to learn from him. And he's putting out, like, content like this. He's making videos, you know. Awesome. And I kind of hit him up 
my girlfriend and I kind of become friends with him. We like, she had bought me a lesson with him when we were in LA once for my birthday, which was sick. It's awesome. Best lesson of my life. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to, you know, when we were in Philly, we'd go to his shows in New York. And then we happened to see him in Italy when we were on vacation there. He was playing with Snarky Puppy. And, mm-hmm. Like, we just hit him up, you know, like, what's up, man? We want to hang out? Yeah. Um, and we hung out, like, all night. And That's awesome. So when I got to L.A., you know, I was I trying to use all my resources. I hit him up and was like, hey, man, like, I have nothing. Like, I don't have any gigs. If you want me to just, like, address CDs or something. Like, <laughs> or, like, put CDs in envelopes. Yeah. Or, like. I don't know, do your taxes or something. Like, <laughs> I'm down. Get you coffee, yeah. Yeah, whatever. no, really. Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, luckily was like, I actually really do need somebody. Um, can you, can we, you know, get coffee? So I met up with him and I started working for him. And it, it's been amazing because it's a, uh, he's kind of my idol. Yeah. And it's a huge, it was a huge learning curve. Like, I've learned, you know, some, a lot of video editing. Cool. Um, how he kind of does this whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when he puts out a new record, he'll send me the music, and I'll make the charts for it so he can sell those. Like, wow! Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of really cool. You're getting um, incredible visibility into the business side, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it's like it's just helping him with whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like he needs to mail some CDs. I'll run and mail them. Or yeah, somebody's having a problem with like the billing online or something. I'm helping him do that. Yeah. But then you know, in the in between moments, I'm like, hey, what? I'm practicing this. How should I do it? You yeah, know, or yeah. Like, so it's like trying to find mentors is real. I think really important. Huge. Yeah, I mean finding some finding people that are better than you, and having the uh, humility to you know learn from them. Yeah. You know because it's it's hard to be like admit you don't know everything. You right. Know? Or something you've been doing that you thought was right, and someone's saying that's not how you do it. Oh yeah. Oh totally. <laughs> you know. Or it's hard like, to get over. Yeah. Or you know, and I, like. It's hard to learn, you know. I've been I've been fired from gigs for random shit. Like, yeah. Or you know I like weird things. You yeah. Know, like you, you you didn't do this specific thing that we were thinking you'd do. Or like don't play like that. Yeah. You know, like I. And you I, thought I, it was like yeah, it's a great performance. Yeah, and and it's always sometimes it's like just a miscommunication or it's like you think they're looking for something. Like yeah. You're not, like I I had a situation I was playing in this wedding band and I. A lot of wedding bands want you to, like, really goof off and, like, be, like, in it and moving around yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of, they kind of, like, emailed me and were like, hey, we just want to make, you know, you're doing great. We just want to make sure you're acting professional on stage. And they want the, wanted the opposite. They wanted me to just, like, be pretty still. Yeah. And, like, every other wedding band I played for, it wasn't anything I could have known. It's you know? a wedding. Exactly. Yeah. But, but that like, was their style. Yeah. So it's, like, doing the right thing. And sometimes you don't know, and shit's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna get fired from shit. And, you gotta um, roll with the punches. But, you know that. The, so I was like doing the working for Bob, doing the coffee shop, playing whatever gigs I could get mm-hmm. for the whole first year and year and a half. You yeah. Know? And I'm still there. I've only been there two years. I'm still hustling. You yeah. Know? I'm playing a lot of wedding gigs. I'm doing a lot of random fucking gigs. It's that, been two years now, though. Yeah, yeah. Coming up on two years. Now. And you said now you're kind of starting to feel something happen, though? Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm definitely starting to get steadier work and better work. Okay. Um, so, I did, I did we talk about this on, or was that off air? Probably talk, off air. Talking about the doing the Jimmy Kimmel show? Yeah, no, I, I was going to ask you that next, so. Oh, okay, so. Take it away. Yeah, so I met, um, LA's weird. I, I met this comedian, Todd Glass. Yeah, in Pretty the famous comedian. Yeah. In a sauna at LA Fitness. Right. I was just sitting there, like, I had heard on the Joe Rogan podcast that saunas are great for you. So That's I started do- <laughs> I started doing the sauna for 20 minutes every time I work out. Okay. And he was just talking to another comedian, and I just hit him up. I didn't even hit him up. I just, like, was talking to him hey, like anybody. Up? Yeah, like, we were just joking around. And he found out I was a musician and asked me to do the podcast. And through that, I played at, like, all the big comedy clubs and I just did Jimmy Kimmel, the the Jimmy Kimmel late night show a couple months ago. Dude, that um, is incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. Seriously, thanks, dude. Just be proud of yourself. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you are. I am. It's but it's it's so weird, you know. It's like it's fucking Jimmy Kimmel, baby. I know. It's it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Know? It is. 
it's like you gotta get on TV, man. The money in TV. There's so much to dish out. Well, it's like every time it airs, you get a check. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. It's like you get the thing for filming it, but then every time it airs, you're getting residuals. Damn. Yeah, I know. Like, get something I didn't on know TV. That. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, I mean it's like, yeah, you get like the big thing at first, right? And then every time it airs, it's like. The big thing, but like a little bit less, and it right, kind of goes right. in tears down the more it is. Right, right. But you're still getting money every single time it's on TV. Congratulations to you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean hearing the whole story, I mean, like, I, I knew since I've known you for so long, I've always known how passionate you were about music and yeah. talented, of course, too. And now to hear things really come full circle for yeah. you, yeah. Well, it's you know coming around. I mean, there's still a big part of the circle. Oh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, we're twenty. You were you were here. You know, from hearing your stories for a while, and now you're here, man. You've, yeah. like, gone over the edge. Yeah. It's a huge milestone. Yeah, so it's like, I'm starting to get gigs like that, you know, and... and Now you got legitimacy. Yeah, it's like, people people just start hearing about you, and it's kind of like, um, like you reach, like, a boiling point. Yeah. It's like, things are kind of heating up, and then all of a sudden, all at once, it seems like you just start killing, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I'm, st- I'm still in that, like... Trying to hustle. Yeah. Trying to and don't and, stop. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just staying in the game, you know, and like mm-hmm. always. It's not even about like being on and like, uh, it's just like you're always there on time. Mm-hmm. Like all the intangibles are the biggest thing. So true. I mean that's that's small one, cells, right? The one is yeah. One of the biggest things I've learned is it's not so much about how you play. It's more about who you are. You know. Hmm. It's like I you know there's so many good musicians in LA. Yeah. You know, there's there's a hundred saxophone players that could play every gig. Yeah, yeah. That ever happens in LA. Mm-hmm. You know, even the big stuff, like the yeah. Grammys. Like, yeah. Even the, like, stuff like that doesn't really take the best saxophone player. Right. It doesn't take the best dude in the world. Right. But, it takes the dude that is cool and yeah. able to hang out. And shows up with a good attitude. Exactly. And is on time. Yeah, and if participates. You're, if you're on time, you're fun to hang out with. Yeah. And you can play competently well, you're yeah. going to work. You know, and I think, I think people f- spend too much time worrying. I mean, it's good that you always want to get better and you want to keep practicing. Yeah, of course. And you're always trying to be the best you can be. Mm-hmm. But you always have you have to focus, especially if you're kind of weird, you know, or like uh, you feel awkward or you have yeah. trouble talking to people. Yeah. Like, you gotta you gotta put yourself out there and put yourself in those situations so you get better at it. It's a skill just like anything else. It's so true. You know, I mean, you won't. You won't get, especially like a tour, like who wants to take, like if you had a choice between the best saxophone player on the planet, Mm -hmm. who sucks to be around, (laughs) or the the cool dude who's pretty good. Yeah. Even like, even like, he's fine, like passable. (laughs) I will always choose that dude. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Because it's like, if you're with somebody for 24 hours... You're with somebody for 24 hours a day on tour. You're playing for one of those hours. That's really what something is more important. to consider. I, I, like, that's something like I almost innately thought, but never really heard put into words. Yeah. Especially from a band perspective, right? Oh, yeah, totally. But even, like, you know, you're, like, as you get bigger with DJing, like, your team or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how it all works with DJing. It's a similar but, thing. I was just thinking to myself, like, my manager now is, like, someone that I trust and, like, yeah. enjoy hanging out with. Maybe there's somebody else out there who could propel me faster, but like that's not how I want to do it. I want someone who's going to ride the journey with me and that we can enjoy it together. And they might help you in the short term and then fuck you over. You know, you yeah. want somebody. That's yeah, so true. You. Oh, you know, every time. Yeah, it's that's who what knows it's all you about. before it happens. It's it's hard, believes man. in you when no one else does. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like if if they've seen you grow and they were with you when you sucked. Yeah. Or you yeah, because. That's the thing with getting we better. We also, I sucked when I first started doing this. I sucked, but I mean, I, I listen, like, no matter what, this is how you should feel. Like, yeah. I heard this thing the other day, like, and this is just about life in general, like, if you cringe at, like, a past memory, it means you've grown. Oh. Which I was like, damn, I cringe now, often. You, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. think about, like, you're falling asleep and you think about, like, something you said in high school. <laughs> or, like, something yeah. you did and you, and you're like, God, I was so fucking yeah, 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 yeah. That means you're better than you were. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I, which helps you like be okay with it. Yeah. Um, but where was I going with this with music? Uh, wait, where were we? I mean, you're kind of saying it like. Yeah. It's 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 innately like you continue to grow, and I was gonna say too, like even yes. the best musicians. Yes. Take Hans Zimmer. 
okay? Yeah. People don't think about how you can monetize music as well. It's not about being a rock star and going on tours. Yeah. You can be in commercials. You can be in, you know, Dude, live Hans studio Zimmer, offices. Crazy thing about Hans Zimmer. What? You know, you know that song, Video Killed the Radio Star? Yeah. He's in that music video playing keyboards. He was Is in that he? band. Yes. See, dude, you never know the fucking path you're going to go on. Exactly. So just be, get really good at your yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember the point. Yeah. If, like, I hear myself, like, I listen to, like, I heard my senior recital, like, in college the other day. Mm-hmm. There should be, like, a point where you feel like you're pretty good. Yeah. And I'm cringe. I'm like, God, I sound like <laughs> shit. And that's how I should feel. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's how you should always feel. Yeah. Like, if, you, if I hear myself a month ago, I want to feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, like, damn, I'm way better now. That's how you want to always feel. I love that. And you want to feel like that with hanging, with, like, hanging. Yeah. Like being part of the band. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like, I've done, you know, I've been annoying. Like, you, you figure out stuff as you grow. Like, yeah. I've been on tours and been the annoying one, and I get how it feels. You know? Yeah. And you don't realize you're doing it until after. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, you, or, like, you, you're negotiating a pay for something and you fuck it up. Oh. And then you never do that again. And that happens. Oh, I, yeah. Because you see it before it happens now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But only until... Like, some things people can drill into your head, like a mentor or someone yeah. you trust, and they'll say, do not do that, I'm telling you. That doesn't happen all the time. And a lot of times you'll think, you know what? I can figure this out on my own. And you don't realize until after it happens, you're like, that was not the move. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then you can see it coming next time it happens yeah because it does it's all a journey that's all it is it is a journey you know? it is a journey and and trying to think how you're going to keep it up you know, yeah if you want to do this full time it's like you think differently well what's the goal for you right now then <laughs> we're getting sexy in here <laughs> oh right when i said what's the goal for you now oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now we're gonna get I serious music for porn, and now we're gonna... oh oh dude i mean there's probably so a lot you can probably of probably make fucking killing there porn's a billion dollar industry Burp, burp, Billions. Burp, 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 burp. Yeah. yeah, I would. Hey. Uh, so wait, what'd you ask me? What's next? Yeah. Dude, just keep growing. Yeah. You know? I kind of, I kind of think about it as like, I feel like I, I haven't really thought. I'm trying to think more goal oriented a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of always thought about it as like, the, kind of just working hard continuously. Yeah. You know, like keeping up the grind. I don't really like calling it like, like the, it's. <laughs> It's just like, it makes it sound like bad. It makes like, it sound not enjoyable. Yeah. It's like, I want to keep up the journey, you know? I always want to keep practicing and trying and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And what, come what may, you know? Yeah. But that being said, you have to have some goals, I've realized. Yeah. And, and having some type of, like, direction you're moving in. Yeah. Is really important. Because I, yeah. don't, I don't think I did that for a while. I was like, I'm cool, I'm happy playing music. You know, I'm, right. I'm having a good time. Right. And that was maybe a mistake you made, right? I think like, it is. Yeah. I think it is. I think I, I thought, you know, my girlfriend really kind of made it plain to me. She's like, you, you haven't set any goals. You know, you're kind of just like, I'm fine playing music. And so that's what the universe is giving you. Yeah. And so yeah. you're playing these wedding gigs and then you're not enjoying them. Law of attraction. Yeah. 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 It's like, I, I think I kind of had the mindset, like, I just got to stay in it, and it's all going to work out, and I'm kind of open to everything, which is good. You want right. to be open, yeah. you know? Like, you were having fun. It's not like you didn't yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah, and I'm getting better. You know, I feel like I'm growing, but I think it would help if I had some, like, I want to do that. Because then you start thinking, like, like I was telling you, I want to I would love to do, like, a late-night talk show yeah. talk show band. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I want to And somebody has to get that gig, you Somebody, know? and who says it can't be you? Exactly. Right. I think too many people are like, that would be awesome. And that's all they do. That's the, but they don't think, they don't like think I've kind of started like writing down like a a goal list like this. And then like generally, what would you do to get that? You, you, it's so funny to talk to you who he's even in a different part of the music industry, but you're saying such similar things. And something that really clicked for me is there's a big difference between people with ambition and drive. Everybody who's in the music industry has a lot of ambition, right? I yes. want to be big. I want to play this stage. Yeah. Do you have the drive to do that? Yeah. And when you cross and when you come to a road with a fork in it, does this decision help you get to your long-term goal? Or does this one? Or do you not even know and you just take a left because you're fucking your blinkers on accidentally? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it's like, I think... Um, You've got the drive. The way, Kat, the way my girlfriend put it, yeah. Catherine, was 
she was like, you've got the engine, but you don't have the track. Like, you're the locomotive. You've got the locomotive metaphor, right? Yeah, yeah. you've got the locomotive, but you can't go if you don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. So you have to, like, lay down some type of direction to move in. Even if it's, like, like right now, it's like, I want to be in a talk show band, Mm -hmm. you know? But maybe I get a little farther down that and I do some TV and then I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right, right, right. What's another goal? But I got that much better by doing that. And I'm acquainted with that industry. So if something happens in the future. And maybe that goal is not so far away. I know. It's it's crazy. You've already kind of done it. I mean, like, you've tasted it. Yeah, I've done live TV. It's like... Yeah. And and it's, you know, you never know how anything's going to work. Maybe I get to that gig and then I do it for a few years and then that makes me realize I want to write music for, like, TV or movies, mm-hmm. and then I know how the business works. Yeah, and then it's a new skill. It's yeah. all you know. You never know how anything's gonna mesh up later in life. So true. That's kind of how I try to see everything. It's yeah. like every experience. I'm like, you don't know. Even when I'm like, if I get dark on a gig or something, I'm like, this gig fucking sucks. Yeah, you know? yeah. You learn from it. Yeah. Even if it's just you remembering, like, this gig fucking sucks. So don't do it again. I agree. Yeah, I'm. I'm not much of a religious person, but I do believe that everything happens for a reason. If yes. you believe in the law of attraction, I definitely do. You know, I like, mean, I. It's like, if you think positively, I like the Eckhart Tolle, like the secret. Like, yeah, there's something to it. Like, yeah, if you think it's gonna happen, then it's gonna happen. And I've seen too many people be dark and nothing happens. Yeah, and then they stay dark. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like, and I think it's you kind of have to ask for it in a weird way. Way I think. Like, I don't... You literally have to ask, though, Alex. Like, you have yeah. to ask people for opportunities. Nothing's going to come to you. You have to ask the world for you it. you got to knock know? on fucking doors if you have to, man. Yeah. I mean, even even just saying it to yourself helps. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to fucking play on late night TV. <laughs> and then maybe something starts shifting. Yeah. Like, I'm not religious either, but there is something to it. Like... Yeah. The universe is there to help. Something. There's something. There's no way, you know? It's yeah. Like some type of karmic thing is yeah. something is helping you and i think once you say it then it then you start thinking about it as it could be a real thing yeah you can choose any fucking role it doesn't matter and even if you don't get to it you'll get to something mm-hmm. it's kind of how i see it higher step than you were before. what do you like so the djing thing like you what or what are you thinking you're doing the podcast you're doing everything right so you're in a lot of different directions i'm in a lot of different directions and this is something that we talked about before too but really trying to focus my line, right? Because I've got a lot of different ways in the road of things that I am passionate about. Yeah. I want to create my own lane, fucking build my own highway, and that's radio, television personality with the podcast. I love talking to people and interviewing them, and this is you probably haven't had a conversation like from front to back like you ever have before right now, right? Yeah. And I love bringing that out of people because it brings something out of myself. It's a true curiosity conversation that I have with people is yeah. I'm genuinely interested in learning about how you got to where you are now and what you're going to do to get to the next step. And what we were talking about, you know, you, I, I learned from you, you learned from me. Exactly. Like you, you did this path yep. and that might make me think like, Oh, all of a sudden our paths were like this and then like this. And now we're like here again. It's like, yeah, exactly. We're waving each other in the cars. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think it's like, uh, I think it's cool that you're doing so many different things. I, I forget what I was listening to, but I was talking about Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like, no one can replace him. No. Like, you're never going to replace... If, if you are this specific, you yeah. know, and have this many interests, like... Yeah. Like, anybody... And I've been thinking about that more. It's like, anybody can be, like, the saxophone player called for a gig. Mm-hmm. But it's important to, like, be you, because you can't replace you as a person. Exactly. You know? Like, if you're the dude that... DJs and hosts yeah. a radio show yeah. and is interviewing people and yeah. doing all this random shit. Yeah. No one's gonna like replace that. Yeah, of course. That's kinda how I think about it. That's you've really taken the words out of my mouth. Like it, it truly is me trying to do something that's unique. Sure, people have interviewed people before, people have had a podcast, people have DJed before. Yeah. But like have people really taken the time to let's just say prospect my interviews like I do, you know? Like yeah. I've interviewed a lot of people that don't have any followings, right? I've interviewed people who have big followings. Yeah. And it's about getting down to the core of who they are every time. Yeah. To figure out. It's, it's, it's about inspiring others, man. People who listen. Like, I always try and figure, who am I serving? Like, who, yeah. who's my audience? Target the living fuck out of them. Yeah. And market to them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's it's as simple as that, although it's more complex. Oh yeah, I mean there's you know you know there's so much like the saxophone. There's so much you know. Yes, I practice every day, but there's so much specific shit that no one except me understands. Or you know, no one except another big you know. Yeah. They would. Yeah, I don't know what to say. You you said a lot of like powerful things about this conversation, oh, though, for real. And I want to acknowledge you for knowing you for so long and. Like we said, it's it, everything's exciting when you find a, a creative passion in the beginning, and then you plateau. Like your time in Philadelphia was a time for you to make or break. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. And I, and I think it's stay. I think it's the more you do it, the more you realize that that shit happens. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, that's how it's true. My I development has worked. It's, yeah. It's not as much as I want it to be a continuous thing, and it is in some ways. Like maybe I'm not getting better in this area, but I'm growing in this area. Mm-hmm. I really think. It does happen, and the more it happens, this plateau, jump up, plateau, pl- jump up. Yep. It's why a lot of people stop, is that plateau stage. Exactly. Because nothing's as exciting as it once was. And if you get through it a couple times, then you know it's happening. So you know, true. I mean, I like I practice every day. I practice for like you know, two or three hours every day. Mm-hmm. And I will go through uh, two months you know, or a month where I, every day I'm practicing, I feel like I'm slogging. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, feel like I'm lifting weights, and I'm like, don't, yeah, like I don't want to. It's not really inspiring me, but I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I know that there's a month coming where some like I think of something to practice, and I spend two hours a day on it for a month, and I'm like super inspired. I'm super into it. Yeah. And then it happens again, and I go through a month where I'm like slogging, you know. And the more you stay in it and know that that's coming, mm-hmm. you can weather it longer. Amen. You know, it's that's... like staying. It's all about the process. Yeah, I just actually. Another person from Zionsville who's made it in the music industry is Topher Jones. You may remember him. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he was a couple. He was years older than us, but he is a worldwide DJ. And I just hosted an event at this great Chicago venue and booked him for it. And I interviewed him before. Nice. And he literally told me this Christmas will be 20 years since he got his first turntables. Right. This guy said he goes. People ask me all the time, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take? And he literally said. I have no idea. I've been doing this for this long, and I still am not where I'm at, or where I want to be. Yeah, you and never I just, are. He said that to me, and I was like, "Dude, yes." It's a weird. It's a weird Zen. Like I feel like a lot of like Asian cultures kind of have it right. It's not. A, it's the journey, you know. Yeah. And it's one. It's you're never gonna want to be where you are, or you're never um, gonna be where you want to be. Yeah. And that's you have to appreciate that. Yeah. And it's part of like. that's the love of it it's the process I think that's important um, that I I think a lot of people don't get Mm -hmm. you have to like like it's not about liking the playing the huge shows it's about liking like obviously you're going to like that Mm -hmm. it's about liking the the hours alone I'm spending in a practice room with my saxophone (laughs) you know it's like if you don't like that then this is not the game for you Yeah, you know it's like the 76ers trust the process you know yeah it's it's the thing you got to stay in it and it'll pay dividends you just have to do it it's so true yeah all these guys who make it big you always see the pictures of them pretty much by themselves in their room right yeah loving it yeah and i mean like i'm super social like i don't it's not my favorite thing to be alone like yeah music school was like me alone in a practice room <laughs> a lot of the time you know but you knew i knew that it's like that's that you have to put in that time and you have to love it even if you don't always love it, mm-hmm. you have to. There's gonna be times where you just can't believe you get to do it, you know. And there's gonna be times where you're like, I don't fucking feel like doing this, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And the habit helps. Yeah. Know? If you've done it for, like I, you know, I've been practicing steadily for, like you know, ten years, mm-hmm. like putting in hours every day. Like, it's harder for me to not do it. Like yeah, I feel like fucking Bob. I've been doing it for God knows how long, right? Like, I I didn't play today. I had. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I had, like, my family was over today. Yeah. I didn't play today, and it feels weird. Like, <laughs> I feel weird. If I if I go, I haven't gone four days without playing in ten years. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I take it on all my vacations, and, like, e- like I might take a couple days off, and then, like, I'll get it out and play for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quiet in the hotel room. Yeah. It's like, like, there's something about it. Like, it's, oh, maybe awesome. it's a little OCD, but, like. Maybe I'm a little addicted to it, but it's your laptop to bring to producer wherever you go. Yeah, it's a difference, man. Yeah, it's it's like everybody's uh, got their vehicle. Yeah, and and it's 
there's a certain like zenness to having something you do every day. I think that's important. Sounds like that Korean coffee shop really got to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's people need something. You yeah, know? you need something that you're into and that you do every day. I think daily practice of some sort is super important. Like whether it's running or you know working out, lifting weights, or fucking playing piano or playing Warcraft or something. Like yeah. something that you have that keeps you in the day. I yeah. think is important. I love that, man. This has been such a great conversation. Thanks, I, I just want to end again by saying how much respect I have for you. I know the hustle. Yeah. I mean, you're in a different. You're in. You know, I could say lane and lane again, but you're in the music industry with me, and it feels good to have someone I know that is hustling. <laughs> And yeah, he's doing man. whatever it takes to achieve that dream. Thanks, dude. So kudos to you, Alex. Yeah, man. Give me a handshake. Put it there. Oh, oh, good time. Oh, mom, 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 mom.